What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Joe and welcome to the Midrange Gist. This is an Instagram live podcast where we discuss difficult and thought-provoking relationship questions. If you want to get involved in these discussions, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at midrange underscore J-O. Lastly, don't forget to like, share and subscribe and you can find me on all your major platforms. But let's get this thing started, innit? Um, obviously, the topic for today is overcoming a doubtful mindset. And um, I thought you'd be a great person to come on and do the um, show with or do this episode with because obviously I spent time talking with you on Clubhouse and stuff. Yeah. And you got positive energy. So I think it would be good for you to kind of share some of the tips and things you kind of do to kind of stay in that kind of mindset or that kind of mode. But I, I have stuff that I want to talk about that I think would be beneficial. So I guess you can yeah. kind of like play off of that. But I, I definitely say the first thing is is comparison because um, mm. I think that that plays a big part in terms of like where, you know, doubt can stem from because a lot of the time we start thinking, you know, we can do something or we can do something. And then we go out into the world and we see other people doing the same things we're doing. And then we start comparing ourselves to them saying, damn, we may, maybe we're not that good or maybe we're terrible. And I feel like altogether, just the whole comparison aspect, it just doesn't help. Like in the sense that like, sometimes you might compare yourself to somebody who's better than you. And then when you compare yourself to somebody that's better than you, you tend to feel very low about, or like you try and downplay the good things, you're, like the things that you're good at. But then when you compare yourself to somebody who's below, below you, you tend to think you're better than you actually are. So it's like comparison never ever gives you a, a, a proper judgment of where you're at. Whereas if you just go by what you did yesterday or the day before and then compare it to today and compare if you're making growth, I think that's more of a um, stable plan, if I'd say. But what do you think about that? That's, that's kind of... All right. The way I look at it is, right, when you compare yourself to um, somebody else, what you're doing is you're comparing what you're average at at what they're good at, yeah? So your average versus their good. So that's never, you're never going to win in that sense, right? Because ultimately, they might be betting you at a certain something that isn't your lane, yeah? It's not about, it's not about what other people can do. It's about, about what you can do, right? Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is why comparisons are just, just a no-no for me, right? Yeah. Okay, people can be betting you at something. You can strive to be as good as them, but they, you set them as your limit, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at somebody else, they're your limit. How are you going to do better than that if you're looking up to that, right? And what yeah. people don't understand, yeah, what people don't understand is we all wear our own individual shoes, right? I don't wear the shoes of someone else. They don't wear my shoes. So exactly. when I have my own journey, it's my journey, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get to the destination mm-hmm. because I'm walking in my shoes and I'm staying true to myself. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. I feel you on that one. That's that's deep. That's deep. That that, that was deep still. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Because I definitely, because obviously I play basketball and stuff like that. And, you know, some, like some of the best quality basketball I played was when I didn't compare myself to anybody. I was in this kind of yen mode of my, like, what I thought was good. But then when I started comparing myself to everyone, it's just kind of like, I couldn't make a good judgment of what I was, of how good I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I struggled with that, basically. So, learning to kind of stay focused on yourself when, when it seems like you're competing against everyone can sometimes be hard. But I think if you can just stay in that lane, then, like you said, in your own shoes, then you're good, like, everything's fine. But um, what do you think about worrying? How do you think that um, worrying effect causes, like, a doubtful mindset? Okay. This is one thing I spoke... I think, I think I've said this about four times today, but at different rooms, on my life coaching sessions, everything, yeah. all right? So, all right, let me ask you a question. When you feel like something is in your life that is negative or something that is putting you down, think to yourself, right, have I been through worse? And 100% answer is going to be yes, yes, right? yes We've yes. been through madness. And I think it's our childhood where we go through the most, right? I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but I reckon a lot of people going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's your childhood, yeah? Mm-hmm. So what you got to think is, okay, I'm going through negativity now, but one, have I been through worse? And the answer is going to be yes. And number two, what can I do? And how can I change my thought pattern to thinking the, getting the positives out of the negatives, yes, right? Yes, and that's yes. one thing you've got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that comes to you is a positive, right? Every mm-hmm. single thing. And I'll tell you why. Because even if it's really bad, you learn from it, right? You can win every day of your life, you don't learn. 
you lose every day in your life, you learn. So remember that. Don't people want to glamorize winning, winning? I know this, I know that. Okay, mm -hmm. but what did you learn today? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't learn nothing. Okay, because you think you know it all, right? Humble yourself. Be modest because when you start learning that you don't know everything, and I don't know everything, I'm not perfect, I'm far from it. I learn every day and I'm wrong every day. Mm -hmm. But when once you humble yourself to understand that, that's when you take your mediocrity yeah. and your average to next level. Yeah, because you're actually learning. Yeah, I agree with you because I definitely think my whole view on worrying is that like it doesn't do anything. You worry, but whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So you yeah. might as well just be happy. And I like, I, I was listening to one woman, she does like a podcast, her name is Trish Blackwell. And she was just saying, just be a warrior, not a warrior. And it's just like, sometimes in life, you know, there's no point to worry. Like, if whatever was going to happen is going to happen, so you might as well just um, go about it. I think for me personally, why I think people worry is because, I'd say, it's, it, it comes from, the, there's that kind of analytical branch that I would say, like the people that are from the mathematics, the kind of philosophy, um, maybe like the sciences and stuff. They tend to always try to put things down to variables like cause and effect. So then they try and say, oh, because this happened, this is going to happen next, or this happened, this is going to happen next. And so then what happens in your mind is that you're almost trying to calculate basically the future in a way it's kind of mad you know like the way they you see like weather forecasting and stuff and then they use past weather to predict future weather it's kind of the same thing like when you come from like that math background you try to kind of quantify how you can kind of make all of these variables into scenario and push it forward mm. and so for me i think the biggest thing i've had to learn is how to detach myself from the mathematics and like make it just mathematics on the side but this is not real life it can be used sometimes but i think using it in 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 like as much as it's needed in mathematics can definitely make you worry because you're trying to think of every scenario and then what makes it worse is that at least when you do the mathematics or something like that there's things that you can actually prevent but then in real life it's out of your control so yeah. i think definitely the worrying part is a problem one thing I will say, right, and there's somebody on this chat right now called The K Method, and she is amazing. So everybody, please follow her. Yeah. Um, I was in her room. This is the room I was talking about literally um, maybe about an hour ago, okay. and I spoke about fear, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what does, what does fear mean to you? Fear to me is yeah. something that holds you back from achieving what you want to achieve. Yes. Right? But then if you look a little bit deeper into fear, right, where does fear come from? And I said fear comes from two things. You're born with two fears, yeah? The fear of heights yeah. and the fear of loud noises, yeah? Mm -hmm. So where does all these fears of progressing come from? They come from your parents and your family and your friends, right? Yeah. Because I said, I said before this, I said, mm -hmm. um, we on our, we're on our own journey in our own shoes. Yeah. But what people seem to do is when you tell them something that they haven't achieved, they put themselves in your shoes, right yes. and they think as if they're you but yeah. they're not you and they don't have your mm -hmm. mindset right mm -hmm. so this is why they, it's, it's and they don't mean anything bad by it don't get twisted it's not because they're they feel bad it's because they're fearful for you because they're thinking themselves in that same situation and that's what people do mm -hmm. people think about okay if you give somebody advice they think about how they feel if they were that person mm -hmm. or in that situation right and and that's yes. wrong because you need mm -hmm. to feel you need to encourage people to do because number one if you mess up yeah you learn from it but exactly. number two you got you got to give people that that you know what, i'm gonna do it just do something different do something yeah. different don't be bang average and people are so comfortable being bang average and i just i'm not right yeah. so if somebody says something to me i'm gonna go above and beyond and i'm gonna go against my fears and go against the grain and um i'm gonna try and fight towards my dream i'll be like you know what you're killing it bro you're killing it because that's what i want to hear more people do i want to hear less less of oh yeah um I want to, I want to get a nine to five. I want to get a 30 grand job. It's like, okay, that, that, that's, that's cool. That's, that's, that's well and average, right? But what are you going to do? The nine to five pays the bills, but the six to 10 makes you a millionaire. So what are you doing between six and 10? Hundred, 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 hundred. I was going to say, I was literally going to say something off that. So, um, you was basically saying that people are basically, basically, basically projecting their fears onto people. So I was exactly. going to ask, do you think that people should just limit how much they tell other people? Because in a sense, you can kind of con you can't control others, in it, and people are going to obviously try to push their affairs on you regardless. It happens. 
But do you um, think, what do you think about the whole idea of like um, limiting what you say to people? You think it's a good strategy? Yes and no. I feel like if you're saying it to the right people, that's fine. But if you say it to just anybody, it's not fine. Because um, I had, I've, I've had three life coaching sessions today and I said the same thing to three people. If your goals don't scare an average person, they're not big enough. Yeah. Let me yeah. say that one more time. If yeah. your goals don't scare an average person, they're not big enough, right? So I feel like it's fine. You want people to be there with you. You don't want to go up on the top because the top is lonely if you're on your own, man. Mm. And the bottom is crowded of people that are bang average. So you yeah. want to tell people to get them in the mindsets. And I completely understand that. But so I feel like yes and no is a correct answer to that because you can't tell everyone but you can only tell people that, you, that you're going to trust with it and that are going to give you constructive criticism, not scared and fearful criticism, constructive, so where you can learn and you can really have an overview of your situation that you're in. Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. That's the, I, I call that shadow projecting when people do that. They use their own scenario or their own situations to kind of tell you what's gonna, what, what you need to do with your life. So, yeah, definitely. Um, choosing who you tell your information to is super important. I was going to ask you, besides Clubhouse, what's, what's your views on surrounding yourself with positive-minded people? How do you make an active approach of doing that? Like po um, pre-COVID? And you can right, also put so, the Clubhouse as well. Um, I mean, it, to be honest with you, the problem with me, right, is I'm so... I'm so like busy to the T, like to the hour. So I haven't got time to surround myself with people that aren't like-minded. And the way I see it is, yeah, and I want everybody to, everybody in this chat and everybody that listens to this and watches this again to understand this. You need to understand that you're high value, right? So you can't, you can't be around people that are toxic, parasites or giving you negativity. And I'll tell you why, because you are who you, around, you hang around with and who you surround yourself with, right? So if I was to say to you, you're hanging around with four millionaires, guess who's gonna be the fifth? You. You are, right? Yeah. It's the same thing as if you hang around with four toxic people, you're gonna be the fifth, right? Whether you're in that mindset or not, if everything just got, if everything around you just, it kind of installs into you like subconsciously and you don't mean to do it, but it just happens. So pre-COVID, uh, what I would do is, you got to think to yourself: if people on the same, if people have got the same mindset as you, right? Mm -hmm. If people got the same mindset as you and they want to progress and they've got big goals, be around them. If they don't, respectfully decline being around them. All right, because there's there's two things here: yeah? you're either going to learn. Yeah, and be around people and gain knowledge or two, you're going to be around toxic people. And if people really badly want to be around you, man, what's your price? How much do you charge per hour? Like, what is, how much is it worth? Yeah. How much is that hour worth for you to be mentoring someone that don't, that don't really care? Somebody that's just there for the clout. And I have a lot of people around me for the clout because, oh, because they see Mike Priest. Mike Priest is this, Mike Priest is that. But they want to be around me. But ultimately, like, what do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? And it works the same with relationships as well. All right. Someone wants to slack. Ladies, if guys slide into your DMs, ask them, what can you bring to the table? What do you actually bring to the table? And, and, and this is the truth. Yeah. Don't be there. Don't be there. Don't be there because, oh, yeah, he's good looking or he's got a good job or he's got money. But what do you bring to the table? Is he going to be there for you? Is he going to respect for you? But respect you? If the answer is yes, then cool. Maybe you're going to take a shot. But if these people can't bring anything to the table and if they're bringing you negativity, wait up, wait up. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do for you? So that's what that's, that's just what my my opinion is. Hey, that's deep. That's deep. I agree with you on that. Um, one thing that I, I I tend to do a lot, and I think it helps. It's kind of like my kind of reply to any doubt that comes in my head, is that like every month I have like an affirmation that I use, mm -hmm. and I repeat them every day. So I feel like that's that for me. Or it kind of like hard codes me to kind of change the way I think. Sometimes I like have like thoughts that come to my mind like what if this happens what if that happens you know yeah. when you're kind of like trying to go outside of your comfort zone and try new things you, that i think that's when doubt kind of usually tries to kick in for me so yeah. I, I make it like very important to like say affirmations every day so what do you think the benefit of using affirmations are the benefit of using affirmations i feel like affirmations are life and if you're not using affirmations then you're not going to you're not going to maximize your self-love, right? Because it's ultimately, we say things to ourselves, but we don't believe them. And I, I said this again today in a um, life coaching session, yeah? Um, have you ever met somebody that is a compulsive liar that they believe their own lies? Yeah. That's what affirmations do to you. 
right? If you don't <laughs> believe something, but you want to get there to the mindset, right? If you want to get to that mindset, you've got to make yourself believe it, right? Because without, without having self-love and without having like, so, like on your way to self-mastery, then you're not going to achieve your goals. And your lifelong goal is the, the end goal. The end goal is the one you want to achieve like throughout your life, right? Mm -hmm. So think about it, right? If, you're, if you don't believe something that you should believe, you should tell yourself, right? Yeah. Keep telling yourself, I am. And they're the two most powerful words together. And I've said it a million times and I've said it a hundred times today. I am, I am, you are what? You are whatever you want to be, right? I am amazing. I am powerful. I am beautiful, mm. yeah? Uh, these are the things that you need to install into your brain. And not just once a day, not once a week. You need to do this every time you're in a mirror. Mm -hmm. Every time you look in that mirror, what are you telling yourself? Mm -hmm. So affirmations are power, mm -hmm. power. And that's what's going to separate you from average mm -hmm. to being up there. Like I said, you need to be up here. Average people stay down there. And if that's where you want to be, then good luck to you. You're 99% of the world. But if you want to be the 1%, say affirmations, man. Yeah. Um, connected to that point that you said, I thought it was actually interesting that you said affirmations is our way of kind of like directing self-love towards ourselves. So I was going to say like, do you do journaling as well? I think journaling kind of connects with that because I think that like um, a lot of people kind of go through the motions and I was one of them too. But I've always thought that like journaling allows you to see yourself from a third perspective or like an outsider. So like usually I do like a journal for a month and I read over the whole journal that I did and I'm like, yo, I really think like this or yo, I really think like this. Like you have like a, almost like a, a, a different perspective. Like, damn, is this how I really think? Or is this how I really thought? And so when you was talking about self-love, I think obviously the first step to any self-love is self-awareness. So you need to know what actually is you. You need to know yourself inside out. But I'd say from that, you can start to begin to understand how you work. Because like, if you're in a relationship, you want to know the other person. But then if you kind of flip it back to yourself, how can you love yourself if you don't even know yourself properly? You don't know what triggers you. You don't know what makes you mad. You don't know what kind of environmental factors have made you act the way you're acting today. So you can't even do no trace back on understand like who in my circle has the behavior traits that I'm exhibiting right now, basically. So I just want to know, like, what's your view on journaling too? Because um, I've always thought it's super important. Yeah, do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you, yeah? I, you you know your stuff, bro. You actually know your stuff, and I salute you for that because not many people know that. Like, you know your stuff, and I don't say that to just anybody, right? I'm I, I'm so hard to impress, right? Very hard, <laughs> right? So let, let me tell you this, right? Um, journaling does help everyone, right? You don't have to make it a diary, but you've got a journal because if... All right, let me, let me ask you this. To, to ask yourself, everybody in the audience, everybody listening to this, right? Ask yourself... Do you remember exactly how you felt last week on this day? No, you don't. Why? Because you haven't journaled, right? Yeah. When you journal, you understand yourself. And I always say this, right? My brain's 100 gigabytes of data. My capacity is full. But journal, journaling is like having an external hard drive. Exactly. Infinite capacity, the more hard drives you have. And that's what journals are, right? Yeah. So tell yourself, I'm not trying to say to you, a lot of people say, wake up extra half an hour and journal. No, man, don't wake up extra half an hour. Get your extra half an hour sleep if that's what you need. Do it just before you sleep, right? Yeah. Just before yeah. you sleep and keep it with you because any golden nuggets you, had, you have throughout the day, write them down. And however you felt that day, write it down, right? And then, let me get into the deeper part and it's going to answer the question that is the title, right? Yes. What you need to do is write down your habits and your mm -hmm. doubts. Yeah. Because wherever your doubts are, mm -hmm. yeah, write them down because you'll learn to understand that that's how you, you need to know thyself, right? So know thyself, you need to know what doubts you have, right? And yes. by, by, having, by knowing your doubts, you say affirmations to counteract doubts and turn yes. them into positives, yes. right? And the habits that you have and that you do every single day, the habits you do every single day make mm -hmm. you the person you want to be tomorrow. Oh, man, that was yeah. Great. So journaling, right, is um, it's not, it's not optional. It needs to be mandatory. Yeah, yeah. To, to, for you to fight your goals. And I just saw my my brother Namaya in the comments, man. Yeah, so, yeah. bro, I love you so much, man. Yeah, I follow him on Clubhouse too. Um, I guess one question I want to ask you is, um, it kind of connects to what we were saying before, but why do you think people feel fair, and how do you think it connects to doubt? If if we haven't covered it already. Um, fear and doubt 
see, see, the problem is right. Like I said about about the parents before, it's like mm-hmm. they they've installed doubt into them. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of hard for you to to kind of go against what you've learned for your whole life, right? If you've learned mm-hmm. to be doubtful because of your parents, it's it's kind of hard to counteract that. But like I said before, with the affirmations and with the journaling, like you learn daily to counteract that. So imagine, imagine you've been eating bad food for your whole life, right? Eating one salad isn't going to counteract all the bad food you've eaten, right? So you've got to eat salads more often, yeah? And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with journaling. You need to journal and say the affirmation so you counteract all the negative and fears and the doubt that you've installed into mm-hmm. your mind. And trust me, it, it all connects. Yeah. What do you think about the, um, you know, when the, people do yoga or stretching and stuff, there's a saying that goes by, like, if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. Do you feel the same way about affirmations that, like, yeah, it could help you, but then if you think that, like, there's a finish goal, because I tell people a lot, like, with, like, studying, learning, there's no finish goal. So, the, it, the, in a way, there is a there is a desire to kind of know more, but there's no finish goal. It's just a fun, continual journey to you die. So, I'm like, when it comes to affirmations, I feel like sometimes people think there's a finish point. And I, I try to, like, think to myself or try to emphasize people that, like, it's a lifestyle, you know, it just doesn't end, you know, there's always going to be new problems, always new things you're worried about, you're always going to be doing something in your day, whether it's big or small, so I just want to know, like, do you think that, like, it's a thing where people get to a certain point, then stop, and then Um, just move forward, or is it, like, it's a lifestyle? Well, well, yeah, it's 100% a lifestyle, because there is no, it's like, like, even again, I'm using the the analogy of, like, gym, right, um, if you if you train and you have the perfect body that you have right now, do you stop mm-hmm. training? No, because the body's gonna go. Yeah, and yeah. it's the same with everything else, and it's the same with the brain. Like, it's good that you said if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's the same with the mind. If you don't have mental clarity and you don't have a positive mindset, you lose it because you gotta mm-hmm. do these things every day, man. Every day, and I'm not saying that we don't have bad days. Like, we all have bad days. We have days where we don't do what we want to do, right? But you can't turn a bad day into a bad week. You can't turn a bad week into a bad month, and you can't take a bad month into a bad year because yeah. ultimately we have days that we that we do bad or days that we fail, and that's fine because that's a part of learning. That's a learning process. But it's just you get back onto your feet and you carry on walking, man. You carry on grinding, and that's that's what I think. So the, no, there's no there's no end. There's no end. It's just a continuation. It's like Temple Run, the game. You know, have you ever? Has anyone <laughs> ever completed that game? No, because no. it's continuation. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, real that's real talk that game's hard you know <laughs> I ain't played that game for years I'm not gonna lie to you man. <laughs> I ain't played that game in years but um, I wanted to ask you how do you celebrate small wins because I, I tend to like I feel like people have a big goal in mind but like sometimes celebrating them small wins is important because not only is it good for like your confidence and stuff but then it's also I feel like a good track record to kind of say you know I'm able to do small things so when something else comes that you may have doubt, doubt about, even if there's something that is not important or something that's unrelated, you can still be like, you know, well, I did well in this, I did well in this, I did well in this, so I can at least do well in this too. So what do you think about celebrating small wins and getting people to slow down so that right. they can actually do that? Let, 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 let me ask you this, right? Um, when you build a house, right, do you put all the bricks down at the same time? No. Or do you start one by one? one by one each brick each brick is a small win so all them bricks are small wins right so eventually once you hit all them small wins all them small bricks are laid down the house is formed right so slowly and like Rome wasn't built in a day right and neither was your house Mm-hmm. Okay, so take your time with it and ultimately trust the process. And I know Nehemiah is looking at his screen now saying, yeah, trust <laughs> the process. Because if you don't believe in yourself, yeah, who, who's going to believe in you, man? Who's going to believe in you? So celebrate that. everything. Every win is a win. doesn't matter. It's yeah. a W. No matter how big or how small, that's one step closer. And that's one goal achieved, actually. That's one mm-hmm. step closer to your ultimate dream, man. Think mm-hmm. about it. That's crazy. Like, is. one win at a time and it gives you the confidence as well so listen just don't don't think that small wins aren't something that you haven't done or it's just oh whatever it's only a little small win but trust me man them small wins make the big ones and i'm telling you they do man 100 percent. i'll be feeling like sometimes people like even me i don't know maybe because yeah you might be right about that because i think I, I kind of grew up humble and i had that humble people around me so it's almost like what are you celebrating for like 
that's just the beginning, you know, like there's so much more to achieve. Like, why are you over it? Like you haven't even done nothing yet. Like, well, wait, like there's nothing to show for it. So why are you celebrating? And it's kind of like we've made celebrating almost only for those who achieve the ultimate goal. And it's like, when you, like I've realized sometimes in my life that I've got so far into something like that. Like for instance, when I was in college, I took so many maths classes and I got like A's in them. And then it's like, when I got my degree, I was like, I never celebrate any time I got <laughs> any of these good grades or any of these good grades throughout college or throughout university. That's what they call it in America. And yeah. I never celebrated. And then now I'm trying to like over celebrate to compensate for all of those times. And even though I did kind of do the small wins, it's kind of like you could have enjoyed it then too. Like it, I, I felt like if I celebrated, I'd fall off. So I didn't know how to find the balance basically. Yeah, uh, that 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 does make sense. It it definitely does. And also on the flip side of that as well, if you don't see any progression, like if you actually don't see it, it doesn't mean you're not progressing. Yeah, that's what people need to understand. Just because you're not seeing it, but by doing it daily, 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 sometimes you might have one big success from it rather mm -hmm. than small wins. But you need to just, like I said, trust the process. But ultimately, trust yourself, man, because yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're you're in this journey on your own, really, man. You're born alone, die alone. You meet people on the journey, but ultimately you start on your own, you die on your own, man. So you need to be content with this shell, the shell that we live in. Be content because this is just a shell. This is everything. Our mind is everything. It doesn't matter how somebody looks. It's about what's in here. Mm, mm, mm. That's 100%. That's 100%. What do you think about um, exercising and stuff? Like just um, as a way of like escaping the, you know, the, 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 the monotonous task of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sometimes I feel like exercising is a nice relief. It, it it gives you a kind of sense of joy that I guess you can't get from anywhere else. And I feel like, especially if somebody has like a lot of stress or they're worried or they're doubtful, that is like kind of like an escapism and it can kind of give them some kind of solace. So I was thinking, what do you think about exercising? How does that, how does that benefit you, but then also benefit what you're stressed about or doubtful about? Yeah, do you know, um, look good, feel good, number one. And number two, it's good for your mind, man. Mm -hmm. It's so good for your mind. And, you know, you see progression. When you work out, you see progression. Man, maybe not straight away, but you definitely see progression, like, the more you do it, right? And it's the same thing with a mind. And it's good for your mind. Ultimately, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that can talk about this better than I can. So there's somebody called Junior that you can find, someone called Kieran that you can find yeah. on my Instagram. They can tell you everything about that because they're amazing. But when it comes to working out you know you can feel it you can feel mm. your mind stronger and you feel more motivated more hungry man that's yeah. why people go for runs in the morning because it sets them up for winning same day it's the same thing when you make your bed in the morning you're setting yourself up for that win do you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah, the small yeah. things that make the wins man the small mm. things and by working out like not only do you look good but you feel good yeah yeah um i was gonna say um i, I i'm a big proponent of this and i guess when I was in um, university, I keep saying college, but when I was in yeah. university, I actually, I used to read like a lot of school books and stuff. So mm -hmm. in terms of like independent reading, that's something that I really wanted to do, but I kind of like pushed it off a bit. So I guess uh, my question is to you, how, how important is reading books, listening to podcasts and stuff of that nature to kind of like, um, you know, overcome like a doubtful mindset? Because I think personally that, um, I heard something by Will Smith and he said something like every single problem you've been through, somebody else has been through it. So you're not that special. Like the things that you go through, you're not that unique. So if you read a lot of books, you'll find people that, that have gone through the same encounter as you and you'll find ways to overcome it. However, when you kind of have this kind of mindset that like, I know everything and all my experiences are, are what it is you don't have that kind of community. Sometimes, you know, now we have Clubhouse, but let's think about 50 years ago, the, the main source of hearing other people's point of view was probably reading a book. So I just want to know how important do you think reading books, podcasting, um, all these kind of knowledgeable directions? All right. So one thing I will say is, yeah, we, we're not lucky enough to learn from those that have already passed before our time, like the Socrateses, the Plato's, the Martin Luther King's, the Malcolm X, the Marcus Garvey's, mm -hmm. the, all these type of people, right? We, don't, we can't learn from them now, but we can with their books, right? Exactly. So the way I see books is books are like kind of 
looking into somebody's brain, like looking into somebody that's written, written its brain and taking all the key things out of it. And that's why reading is so important because not only do they share knowledge of them times, but they're sharing knowledge of what's going on now as well, right? So you can never have enough knowledge in your brain. You, you could, from the day you're born to the day you die, you will never have even 10%, 5%, 1% of the knowledge that is out there in the world, right? Like if you, like, um, I have a friend that, that he's religious, right? And he said, if you learn from the day you're born to the day you die about the Quran, you would die not knowing everything, right? And that's, and that's, yeah. and that's facts. So like, I mean, I'm not a big religion person, but that, it's just the meaning behind it is, yeah. is enough, right? So you got to think, right? Um, there's so much we can learn from people like the ancient Greeks, the ancient Egyptians, like, and there's books written on these things. So mm. if you can kind of read these books and think about the way they were thinking back then, yeah. you'll have ancient knowledge. Exactly. That's deep. You see what I'm that's saying? Deep. That's deep. That's mm. deep. That's very deep. That's very deep. I, you know, it's crazy. I, 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 I said this to a few people. I actually want to go back. I'm probably some maybe sometime in my life I'm gonna go back to school to do philosophy. I did it as like a side, like a minor in university, but it's it's one of the things that I that I really have like a strong passion for. But um, I have this quote I heard in a podcast last week, and it says, "When you know what matters to you, you will clearly know and see what doesn't matter to you." So mm. I think yeah that this relates to this topic that we're talking about because when you're talking about doubt, sometimes. It, it, it comes because you don't know what matters to you. So you're doubting if you should hurt this person's feelings, even though you you, you have a project to do or you you, you you have like some kind of a lot task you want to do that benefits you. But because you know you don't know what matters to you, you don't know how to pick between the two decisions. But one is clearly more important than the other. And it's it's not even no disrespect. This is just like I'm putting myself in the best position. So I just want to know what you think like about that i think it kind of ties into the journaling part but let me see what you think to be honest with you yeah i feel like we, this is something that we've we've definitely gone over i think in, t yeah. in terms of the journaling thing i feel like yeah. it's, it's definitely it's definitely something that that is the same as that but if yeah. you want i can um i can add a kind of thing that um and i want your opinion on this right yeah so let me interview you right for a second right <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. so um if I if I say to you, um, okay, let me see how I can word this. You you're worrying about what other people think of you. Let's say right, but yeah. the spotlight's not on you. So how can we make people understand that people are not looking at you? People are looking at themselves. Uh -huh. How can we install that into people's brains? I don't even know. Do you know what? Do you know what's the funniest thing? I think when I um I think it's when I went to America. I realized nobody cares that much. You know, I, I, I just got older, I was like, everybody has their own problems. And I think for me, it's when you realize that nobody's perfect and everybody has their own issues, you start to realize, I don't need to have all of this pretense or all of this over judgment. But I feel like it's different societies, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I come from like African household, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of the overall culture kind of is about image. And, you know, you have to have like, you have to yep. present yourself in such a manner. So it's like you can never really be yourself like that weakness and all that stuff you can't show it but it's really damaging you know what i'm saying and so i kind of tried to fight that by just being the person that just spoke i said like not wild stuff but i always was the one that said what was on their mind and everybody would yeah, be like yeah. oh joe like you always have to come say some sign off the wall i'm like this is what you was thinking but you don't want to say it so yeah 100 yeah. and you know what right you said something amazing and i'm gonna yeah. I, i'm gonna go to that like african households like asian households and greek households like yeah. i had yeah are the same yeah. they're all the same but what people need to understand yeah is being vulnerable isn't a bad thing being is vulnerable it? is um, a, a really good thing it's amazing because people... you learn to know yourself like a different level right and yes. by admitting you're you're um you're not good at something or yeah. by admitting you don't know something right it yeah. opens you up to know it yeah. opens you up to learn uh -huh. right and what these see this is what it, what it, it just comes down to like with the african household with the greek, greek household it's what they've learned from their parents your your mom's learning from their mom's learning from their mom's learning from exactly. their mom right so this has been this is like generations 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 old right uh -huh. so it just depends on what mindset they had back then because that's uh -huh. going to be installed into the mindset now yeah. 
right? But once you have that paradigm shift or the mindset shift, right? Once you have that mindset mindset change, yeah, that's when you can be the new person to install something else in your kids, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy because you find like you get scared because you're going to be the only one that's going against the grain. You're going to be the only one that's going to be fighting for what you think, right? Because people are just mm -hmm. used to thinking a certain way. Mm -hmm. If you can. If you can go against all the, the people and naysayers and the people that think they know everything, and then you can start your own family with yourself, you yeah. you choose to teach your kids how you want to teach them, right? You can either teach them to, oh, you, 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 you fell over. Okay, just don't get back up. Just do something else. Or you can be <laughs> like, oh, you, you fell over. Let's get back up and let's try it again. Yeah, and yeah. let's try it again, and let's try it again, and let's try it again. And that's another thing about books as well, right? Um, people think you read one book and go on to the next one. No, bro, you need to read that book a few times minimum, because if you if you're gonna miss key points and knowledge that you didn't get the first time, and um, if you read the book Think and Grow Rich, and hopefully the mind's still here, you can read that. I've read that book so many times, and every time I read, it, I pick up something new. Wow. And that's that's what you got. Um, that's what you got to think of life, right? Yeah. So. Every time you learn something, mm -hmm. right, keep install it into your brain because that's something you can hold forever and something that might help you down the line. Uh, that's you why I definitely do. Because like, I, 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 obviously I kind of run like a relationship page, but I definitely try to, when I read books, just immediately I go to my notes. Immediately. Anything that comes off the top of my head, it goes to my notes. And then that's literally what I make my tweets off of. And people be like, yeah, Joe, you're so deep. I'm like, I'm just reading books and I'm just mm. kind of, I'm literally just transferring the information to a different, you know, media source. But um, what do you think about people over preparing? I know we talk about like, you know, having a doubtful mindset, yeah, but yeah. some people actually take action with their doubt. But I, I want to understand, like, I feel like sometimes people act or kind of over prepare in, um, you know, in um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, cause they're doubtful, they over prepare. So some people don't take action, but there's some people overtake action. So what do you think about that? Like, I think it's a crazy thing, but. Do you know what, to be honest with you, I'd say that was me back in the day. You know, before yeah. I used to go to bed, I used to, and if I had something the next day, I would, I would think of the situation, I'll plan out how it's going to go exactly in my head. And the way that, if I was meeting a new person, I'd picture what they look like, but it would never go to plan never yeah. it's not once it's ever been exactly the way i thought about it the way i thought it was going to be envisioned because yeah. this is why you need to learn instead of over preparing right prepare a little bit but learn how to be better at improvising right yeah. so when you're in a situation sometimes it's good to go with your gut mm -hmm. and this is what i go for like me a lot of the time if i'm talking about mindset like i, I won't prepare i'll just go straight straight from the top of the dome because yeah. i trust myself Mm -hmm. you know i trust myself mm -hmm. so it, it all comes down to like again loving yourself and trusting yourself but ultimately if you plan for something okay look failure to plan is plan to fail right but it's also the flip side if you do plan so much yeah it's never going to go to the plan right never okay. ever ever it's like <laughs> it's not it's not like uh coursework or homework right it's not like that where if you learn a lot then you go into detail and you're going to get better marks no it, it's this is this is a life this is life and things change situations change scenarios change all the time so mm -hmm. if you can learn to be a better um okay plan it a little bit less but learn to improvise more mm -hmm. and I, I'm, maybe i'm just talking from my experience and what works mm -hmm. for me but this works this what works for me so maybe try it if any guy that's any guys or girls that are listening to this maybe try it like trust yourself overcooking the meat yeah it makes sense though because you want to kind of cook the meat to a certain level but you're trying like it almost like trying too hard yeah that's a deep analogy i like that one overcooking like the meat that's good that, i guess i guess it goes on because i like i like rare steak man so yeah. maybe maybe i prepare a little bit a little bit maybe i prepare a little bit that's why i like my steak rare but that's good <laughs> that's very good um and i improvise for the rest man like mm -hmm. Boy, you learn in it. You learn, live and learn. There's nothing. If it don't kill you, it makes you stronger, and that's a fact. So hey, just trust yourself. So what do you think about this? Because I'm under the assumption that anything I've ever done in my life, I've never done a hundred percent confident. I've always did it with that, like maybe, even if I was, if I said yo, I'm feeling confident. There's still that area of like uncertainty, or um, I guess feeling like something might not like there's a bit that I, i'm not too sure of so in my mind i've come to the understanding that like you just have to sometimes do things 
and not be 100% sure. So it kind of connects to what you were saying earlier. But I just want to get that into people's mindset because it's like, I think for a lot of guys, not like there's some guys you need to be, there's some guys that I guess just have that natural flow when they're talking to women. But there's some people that feel like, yo, I need to be extremely confident to chat to girls. It's not that. Some people are just jumping from, you know, 60%. And then they're grabbing, you know, like them action movies. They're just grabbing onto a hundred percent, and it's it's working out for them. And like, how's it working out for them? It's because they're taking risks. I just want to know, like, what's your view on that? I hundred percent agree. I feel like you got to take risks. Obviously, you you got to trust the process, but you can't ever be a hundred percent confident in anything you're doing. Like, I could have came on today and messed up big time. Like, it could have happened. I could have said something. I could have sworn. I could have said something that's gonna offend somebody. But ultimately, like, I trust myself, and I feel like I'm gonna. I'm going to smash it no matter what I do. But but there's always that 1% thinking you could mess up. And then again, right? Then again, if you don't put enough um, enough into it, then you're just going to mess yourself up. But I believe the same thing. That, that girl analogy is good. Like, I'm the type of person that, that would, and I'll shoot my shot. Yeah. I'll shoot my shot because I'm so confident. Cause, and if I, get, if, I get, if, I get, if I get shut down, I'll just be like, the game's the there's, game, there's always better. There's always yeah. better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. Yeah, right. But I'm blessed. Listen, I got I got an amazing girlfriend. I can't really complain. So <laughs> in that sense, I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? But um, but to to be to be fair, you you got just yeah. Don't try too hard, man. Don't be a try hard, man. Don't be a try. Don't try too hard because end of the day, man, you're gonna you're gonna learn from it if you don't succeed. So there's another day. Tomorrow's another day. Do you know what I mean? That's the way I see it. I guess I guess the next point I was gonna ask you is like I tend to ask myself like you know it kind of connects to what we we're saying but i think it's important to mention that sometimes when you feel doubt or any type of negative emotion you have to just ask yourself why like you have to explore yourself because i feel like a lot of people like try to say you know um they'll be scared and be like i'm not scared or i'm not doubtful that could never be anything like me and they're shivering or they're like you know they're, they're under pressure so i feel like it's very good to like like you said unpack it like maybe you know it has like some childhood um kind of influence on it or maybe you know it's a friend that's speaking in your ear or maybe it's some past trauma that you've been through and so it's like i just want to i just want people to try and challenge the why because a lot of people have got that kind of brute spirit especially if you're from the streets you know sometimes when you're like that you can't even you're not allowed to understand how you feel just, there's only one output option you, you, you just can't be scared so when you are scared, you can't even explore that emotion properly. So I just want to know what do you think about that, like questioning yourself and like actually being like observant of your emotions and how you feel. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I feel like it just comes down to knowing yourself again. And you get that from the journaling, don't you? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, um, it's good to be nervous. It's good to be anxious. And it's good yeah. to know that your body can go to fight or flight because yeah. that could be a matter of life or death. Yeah. 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 And that's what people don't understand, especially if you're from the streets, you're from the hood or whatever. Like, you, you need to know that your brain is telling you something or you feel a type of way because your body or your brain knows that something's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how powerful our brain is. And I say, like, just always go with your gut. Yeah. Your gut is, is, you have that feeling mm -hmm. uh, because your, your mind is trying to send you a signal, mm -hmm. right? And do you know what the thing is, right? The people that come from dirt, are the mm -hmm. ones that have more instincts, okay? Yeah. Because okay. they've had to have that in instincts. But mm -hmm. if you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you've been in business mm -hmm. for your whole life and that, and you don't, well, not necessarily business, but you've had a silver spoon, you've had things done for you, you ain't mm -hmm. going to have that fight or flight. You're not going to have that knowledge to, what do I do next? Boom, and have that instant reaction, mm -hmm. yeah? That's why improvisation, I always keep saying improvisation is key because setbacks are just mm -hmm. setbacks. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So have them setbacks and learn from the setbacks, right? Mm -hmm. So what what I say to people to do more is um is learn to trust your emotions because if you feel a type of way, it's something for you to it's it's your mind telling you how you feel, right? And mm -hmm. you need to know how you feel. And I'm not saying like tell everyone, oh yeah, I'm so upset today. You don't have to reveal too much, but make sure you know how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Make sure you know. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, that's I I really agree with that. I'm actually taking that on for myself. I guess um this is my last question. Um in mm -hmm. fact I might have one more. But okay. um, how does a person define their comfort zone and 
what would how would you encourage people to step out of it if they feel almost disabled or paralyzed to do that if they're not somebody that like is a person that likes to step out of their comfort zone um i guess it's a hard thing it just depends on the person really like what i'd say is um try and uh, what i do to get to that point is every day do something that scares you Mm-hmm. If you do something that scares you yeah, every day, you're a, gonna. That's literally what I wrote. Yeah, so do yeah. something that scares you every single day, whether mm-hmm. that be um, driving on your own or mm-hmm. going somewhere on your own or eating a meal on your own. Whatever mm-hmm. it is that scares you, do something every day, and then soon you're gonna be at a point where nothing is gonna is gonna throw you off, and you're gonna be like, I can actually do that." Yeah. So stepping out of your comfort zone for me was, um, and I told this story, I had a fear of driving when I first started. And now I can drive anywhere because I was yeah. taking the steps every day to start driving, driving, driving. Now I drive without the sat-nav audio on or anything. I'll just drive and I'm just, I'm just going with, listen to music. I could be on the phone chatting to someone, obviously through the car. Yeah, not on the phone. So <laughs> we're not trying to snake me. But um, yeah. yeah, I feel like once you, once you try and fight against fear, yeah. then you will be fearless. Mm. you see what I, i'm saying i i wanted to connect that in with doubt because i feel like maybe doubt is our indicator of, of the things of like where our limits are like when that doubt starts to kick in we're getting to, to our boundaries so it's almost like you could see that as a bad like as a bad thing in one sense but then you could see as a motivation for the things you actually need to do because for me i'd say like just because you said what you said i think for me my own was public speaking and every time that's I the tell biggest fear that's the biggest yeah. fear, yeah, that you can learn, yeah? That's the yeah, biggest fear, just so you know. Everybody was saying to me, everybody was saying to me, Joseph, I don't see it. They're like, Joseph, what are you talking about? Like, you're not, like, I've never, ever seen you to be that. I'm like, listen, listen, if you know how many dreams and epiphanies I've had of bad speeches, you wouldn't even know <laughs> know the half of it, you know? And the one thing that I didn't like is, like, I think it helped me because um, when I was in America... Um, I guess, I don't know how university was in England, but when I was in America, nearly every single class I had, there was a presentation. And nearly every single game that they played, they did it. It had some sort of public speaking in it. Like, they had, like, card games that you would play that literally were, like, there was one bad game, like, that called, like, Cards Against Humanity or something. Yeah, yeah, I know about that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, but it makes you have to read, like, all that kind of stuff. But you have presentations that you have to do about different things. And there's even a public speaking class that I did. And I remember the first time that they gave us a speech to do, I lost my breath. I lost my breath completely. Like, there was no breath. And I was like, yo, like, what, like, what is wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? And then I guess I just carried on trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. And then it just got better over time. I don't know when it happened. It just got better. But I think it's a good indicator. Like, you, I think... Sometimes when you feel doubt, you know it. And for me, that mm. was a big one. Like, definitely public speaking was hard. And I actually, it's actually what encouraged me to do things like this, go on Clubhouse, speak to my friends, be more vulnerable, so mm. then I don't feel like there's... I think it was the idea of me that I was trying to hide something that made it hard for me because I was trying to, like, give people a vantage point of me. And I felt like if I gave too much, people take advantage of it. So then when I decided to kind of, like, let go and just let life be it became easier for me not to judge myself and other people didn't judge me too because they felt like i was giving them a more wholesome experience of myself yeah yeah um when it comes to like public speaking one thing and a lot of people have this fear a lot of people i think majority of people i know probably have this fear to be fair people on clubhouse they're still in the audience because they have this fear Right, and mm-hmm. I've had people DM me. I've had hundreds of people DM me saying, "Oh, I'm scared to talk in your show, but I'm gonna sit in the audience until I get up the courage." And I'm like, "Take your time." But one thing I would say about um, public speaking: if you have to do it and you're forced to do it, speak slowly so you have more of a chance to think. Yeah, mm-hmm. when when people are scared, they they or fearful or frightful, or whatever they they tend to speak like, "I'm gonna talk fast," like, "I'm gonna talk fast," but. You you shouldn't you shouldn't talk fast because you're gonna stumble on your words you're gonna lose your train of thought but when you talk slowly you have more of a time to think mm-hmm. right and sometimes silence is power yeah? yeah so when you're quiet it doesn't mean it's awkward I can make I can I stop a lot 
when I speak or I repeat stuff because I want you to understand what I said and I want you to remember what I said. I want you to understand the next thing I'm going to say. So silence is power, yeah? Just understand that. And so slowly, speaking slowly and, and being a bit silent or even given a moment before you say the next word. It's just, it's, you want to really speak what's on your mind rather than getting done speaking, if that makes sense. Mm. Does, that, does that make sense to you? Because when, yeah. you, when you speak slowly, even me, I do it. Like, sometimes I go into, go into things and people ask me questions that chill, chill, chill. completely throw me off and I need a second to think. Yeah. But, but you need to understand that's normal. Like somebody like me that speaks on a daily like on a daily and i'm not perfect i still learn every day and you might see me and you might think oh wow like this guy's an amazing talker man this guy should be like play scrabble or something yeah. this guy's good with his words but like the the, the truth is now nah, i'm still learning man i'm still learning so take your time with it man take your 100%, 100%, 100%. time 100 percent, 100 percent. i agree with you I, I guess that's all i had to ask man this is a great conversation like i really I'm appreciate sure. i definitely I'm going to listen to this back because I feel like you said a lot of stuff that I can actually learn from in this very moment in time. So I appreciate you for coming on. And um, yeah, I've got a few people from the um, late night in London that wanted to come on a few of them. Like after that first room, they were like, Oh, what's it that you're doing on your podcast or whatever? I'd love to join. And they're like six people want to join. And that's, like, a, that's oh. the effect, bro. That's the effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's effect. I would say it's the priest effect, but it's not the priest effect, man. It's the it's the being good at speaking and coming out of your comfort zone effect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All we do, all we do is just provide you with a platform to do it. But you, ultimately, if you could yeah. just have a win or lose, like you have a really good talking and really good at selling yourself, or you're crap, yeah, yeah. And this, we're not the only room. And ultimately, if you mess up, man, we're gonna bring you back in, and you're gonna learn from it, man. We're a family. Do you know what I mean? So if I implore everybody, anybody that's scared to speak, come on 10 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, late night in London on Clubhouse. I am always there every single day. I speak, I mess up. I do things, I say stupid things. I'm probably not the best talker at all times. I probably don't share the best wisdom at all times. Some people do and just steal the show. But that's fine, man, because we learn from people like that. Yeah, It's not about being the best person it's about being the best you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100% 100% yeah man that's deep that's deep that's deep my boy I appreciate you coming on my no, much love man much love much love um, if anybody's got any questions um, feel free yeah. to DM me man I'm I'm free for the next maybe hour and then I might might be a bit slow in getting back to you but I will get back to everyone man yeah. and I mean it's just you know, but thanks for having me, bro. Like, I really appreciate no problem, it. Man. No yeah, I really appreciate it because yeah, yeah. I, as soon as you said about the podcast, come through, man. I took that took that time, bro. You know, I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to make space for you, bro. Yeah, I had to make space it, for you, bro. Nah, that's cool, man. It's cool, it's cool. Right. But um, late nights tonight, if you can join, yeah, it'll be beautiful because you can yeah. probably get some more people on this. And ultimately, mm-hmm. you're not just helping yourself; you're helping your audience as well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah? some people are scared, some people want ideas, and some people are scared to speak out. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. By providing your audience with like-minded individuals and speakers and people talking on different subjects, man, you're helping people, man. So you're making a difference to the world. And ultimately, man, that's that's that's, that's such a big thing to do, man. So yeah. I implore you, much love to you. Keep doing yeah. what you're doing, man. Love, bro, man. Appreciate it, man. Right. Yeah. So okay, I'll man. see you on the flip. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a bit. All right, man. Peace. Peace. Love, bro.